Welcome to the Occasional Adult Podcast, where we have candid conversations about all the challenges we face as we attempt adulthood and how we're only good at being adults occasionally. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm your host, Jamee. And being young-ish adults ourselves, we'll share experiences that you'll probably relate to and hopefully learn from. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into this episode. We are back with another episode. How you doing, Jamee? <laughs> I never know how to answer that question. <laughs> I was about to say, Jamee was just sitting here nodding at me, and I'm like, they cannot see you nodding. I, like, girl. I was searching. You know that SpongeBob <laughs> episode where be like he just learns fine dining and that's all he knows and the dude asks his name and then all the little spongebobs running around oh, panic yeah. like what is his name yeah that's that's what file cabinets yes that's what was happening like anytime somebody asks me if i'm okay i don't i don't know did you have a good day i made it to the end of it so the end God that is, good. is a blessing all the time. <laughs> How are you, Tony? I'm good. Um, currently on the day that we are recording, it is Wednesday, which means it's hump day. We're half three, halfway through the week, and that much okay. closer to the weekend. And it's summertime. So yes. yeah, I'm just ready to I'm just ready for another weekend to be outside in the streets of somewhere. I want to get excited when people say it's summer, but like, I feel like that means nothing when you're an adult. <laughs> when you're in school, it means you have a break. Like, yeah. Life goes on when you're an adult. So it well, yes, it, it goes on, but it also might depend on where you live because summertime in DC, yeah. it's wonderful. Well, North Carolina. So. Yeah, Greensboro to be specific. I don't know what y'all doing over there. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's an exciting. I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> we'll have a different episode about leaving locations. Today we're going to talk about leaving jobs. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. <laughs> Not I'm excited. Oh, God. Not I'm excited. <laughs> but I kind of am. I'm excited to talk about this subject. And it was inspired by a few things. One was the listener listener letter that we got. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that towards the end of the episode. But that was part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this. Two is Jamae's current career aspirations and all the things that she's been telling me about her job. So I was like, yeah, we should talk about it. We should... <laughs> We should have this conversation with our listeners. And then three is like my own career thing. Because I've been telling y'all about how I feel about my job and where I'm at with my company for a while. So I was like, yeah, let's let's talk to the people about whether or not they need to quit or mm-hmm. just do something. Basically that next step in your career. Let's just have a conversation. Here we go. What would you say is that indicator that it's time to quit, Tony? (laughs) 
Um, so several. There there can be several indicate indicators of knowing that it's time to quit or basically just understanding why you want to quit. So for me, and I feel like I've talked about this before. I probably sound like a broken record at this point. But the <laughs> biggest thing is feeling a lack of professional advancement or mm. growth doing what you're currently doing and not having the ability to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Underline, underline. Are you feeling that currently, Jimbe? I plead the fifth. <laughs> That's, well, take that as you will, listeners. Take that as you will. <clears throat> I'm tired. Yeah. I can confidently say that the last company that I was working at before this one, back when I was living in Phoenix, that's when I knew it was time for me to move because Mm -hmm. I, they're just, I don't know. Like there just wasn't any opportunity for me to move up, for me to advance, for growth, for me to just learn Mm -hmm. something new. I just felt like I reached my potential there. Mm-hmm. And even in conversations that I was having with management, management's management, <laughs> and so explaining to them what I wanted to do, they were like, oh, well, you know, maybe one day, eventually, but here's what you can do Yeah. instead. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to apply for other things. <laughs> I will let you know where I stand. And we'll just see how this goes. So, yeah. real. I I still plead the fifth, but (laughs) as you were talking, I realized that it's not just about professional advancement. It's about your goals, I guess, as well. So Mm. I do get a lot of different opportunities. This has probably been the only point in my career I don't say only but the most valuable point in my career because I've been afforded with so many different opportunities where I've been able to advance my career significantly my professional skill sets I've grown you know vertically and horizontally so there's all of these new capabilities I have which is really exciting but after a certain point you kind of step back and take a look at like how is this getting me to my goals and you just Mm -hmm. start to evaluate like yeah I'm getting this professional advancement but is it getting me like is it moving me parallel to my goal is it moving me away from my goal perpendicular like I want to be on track (laughs) so I'm just trying to be very mindful of where the distractions lie in my life and I've found that a lot of the things that I'm currently involved in continuously pull me away from what I actually want to do so it's like nothing against the different things that I'm currently participating in jobs organizations so on and so forth but it's just distracting me from like Mm -hmm. quirk for example or yeah, I want to be an author, you guys. I don't know if I told you this. Um, <laughs> but you I did wanna, not. 
Okay, well, I'm trying to be an aspiring <laughs> author and speaker. I've been making moves, but people, not people, but a lot of good Lord, the spirit tells you not to put your plans out there so people can't hate on you and try to to put, put that manifestation out there. So positive vibes only, especially since I just put that out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point though, because I know for me personally, every anytime that I'm thinking about my growth in my career and what that looks like, I'm always aligning it to my goals. So those two things just automatically go hand in hand with me. So if it's not if it's not moving me towards my goals, if it's not somehow setting me up for that path, then I just don't really see it as a growth opportunity. But everybody else might not have that same mindset. I just know that's that's how my brain works. If it's not if it's not aligning to these goals or God's purpose for my life, then in terms of my career, then I'm just seeing it as a waste of time. I wish I was more like you because I'd be over here fighting the shot I should. <laughs> like I can make a case for anything, like any skill set can just make mm-hmm. me more, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, <laughs> more of whatever I need to be. But just like I said, make sure that you're watching out for your time and your energy. Um, when you start to get to that point, I think you had mentioned burnout, Tony. When you start to get to that point where you don't have time to do the things that you want to do or pursue or when you do have the time to do the things that you want to do and pursue, you don't have the energy, that's an indicator that it it's time to change something. <laughs> yeah. So I actually had not mentioned burnout yet, but mm-hmm. that's fine because that's the next indicator that I have in my mind of when you know it's time to quit. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling burnout or if there's just no work-life balance. At all. And I mean, I don't know about y'all. Maybe work-life balance isn't important to y'all. But me, work-life balance is important to me. Girl. I'm not living to work. I guess it was a previous conversation because you're just, I don't know. Y'all can't see Tony, but she is exuding um, burnout right now. Like, I don't want to. Am I? I mean, that might just be your normal face because you just look annoyed. Like, ever since we started this conversation about work, you look annoyed. <laughs> I think that's just my normal face because I'm okay. okay. Okay, great. I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking about how I actually need to um, prepare my home for my mom to come visit me this weekend. So maybe that's why I look annoyed because oh, I got a lot of work to do. Okay. That is work, but that's not your job. So I understand. I was just picking up. It was the best friend Spidey senses were tingling. So. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm also fasting currently. Oh, and bless. I was doing that, I was doing just, that last okay. month. Help, Jesus. Yeah, this, this ain't got nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I'm doing 21-day fast currently. And... I decided for whatever reason to do a five day water fast within my 21 day fast. Mm -hmm. So send prayers because I will need them. What is a water fast? Like you only drink water for five days or are you like 
drink water and only eat maybe one no like the only thing that i will be consuming for five days is water oh you you okay yeah god is good all the time all the time I was telling somebody about it today and they were like, so what are you, you going to be doing? Praying? And I was like, yes, it's going to be me, Jesus, and probably a journal. <laughs> mm. I would have to go and lock myself in a closet because y'all are just not going to be able to deal with my attitude <laughs> if I can't eat. I don't eat a lot already, so. <laughs> yeah. Who, Tony, I always admired your discipline because no. Absolutely Thank you. Not. I I appreciate that. I've actually, I've been looking forward to this fast for a while. Not necessarily like this five day section of the fast. Mm-hmm. But I've been looking forward to this fast because I, me and God got some things to work on. I just need to hear from him. Just even, I'm only what, three, four, what day is it? Wednesday? I'm like four days into the fast and I've already been just like purging things out of my mm-hmm. life. It's, I'm locked in. I'm locked mm-hmm. in. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get back on topic. Let's okay. get back to topic. I'm trying not to judge you, but it's kind Why of. Why would you judge me? This is a good thing. <laughs> you said you, look at, you were looking forward to it. You're strange. But I. <laughs> I appreciate it because I understand when you're drawn to it. This actually is related to what we're talking about because I had to do that fast Mm. for this decision, trying to get clarity around next steps and what needs to happen. So if you're completely lost, I I encourage you to (laughs) pull the things out of your life that you depend on or turn to when you're stressed out, because you'll just see everything for what it is. I totally was masking my emotions with Mm. alcohol and sweets. So Mm. stopping that for 21 days made me realize that I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't down. I was just downplaying how I felt. So I think I said that in the previous episode, I was tolerating a lot of shit that I, should not be tolerating. So it's okay. Yeah. We're still growing. We're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I love. I I appreciate doing a fast because you're just forced to face things that you wouldn't normally in your day to day life when you take out all the things that you choose to fast from. So me currently, I'm fasting from certain unhealthy habits, really like unhealthy eating habits that I've had recently that I resort to when I'm stressed and I'm fasting from distractions. So Mm. yeah. Blessings. (laughs) But back to, back to the topic at hand. So something else that I thought about, which made me think of Jamee because we've had this conversation many, many, many times in terms of like what she's been going through in her own, her own job tings her own career tings but if you are feeling underappreciated where you are currently if you feel like you are being taken advantage of like maybe they you have one position that you're in with a certain set of roles and 
descriptions identified within that position. And they got you working three different positions with a job description that does not fit under your title at the same time you're being taken advantage of and they should be paying you more. They need to be paying you three people, three people salary, but they're not doing that. They're taking advantage of you. It's time to go. Time to dip. I want to agree with that. I do. Um, but I'm also like all for being a team player because that's how you like learn different things and get into different spaces and it puts you in different in front of different people where you could potentially advance your career or meet different people. However, I do know the loophole of job descriptions. I don't know if y'all have caught that before, but they'll put in there just to make sure they cover it. <laughs> at the very bottom, usually in small print, it'll be like, and anything else we tell you to do <laughs> or <laughs> like something along those lines. It'll be like any other things that are not listed here that's required of the job or that you're asked to do. So technically it gets quote unquote covered by your job description, <laughs> but that, they put that in there Me. so they don't have to pay you more. <laughs> What that is, is trifling. Let's call it what it is. It is simply trifling. And like, I'm with you with the whole, you know, here to be a team player thing. I agree. I think you should be a team player. But also, that's not necessarily being a team player. Now, if if you're in a situation that's temporary where your workload is much higher than normal, but it's only a temporary situation because maybe like mm -hmm. y'all are waiting on somebody to backfill a missing member of your team or something like that. I don't okay, know. Yeah, yeah. If the situation is temporary, like, yeah, I can understand that. That makes sense. And just, you know, have that understanding and wait it out. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's being a team player for you mm -hmm. to be taking on more than you are supposed to and being underpaid. I, Okay. That I can definitely agree with. So, like, if somebody quits and you take on their roles and responsibilities and then they, what typically happens is your job is like, oh, well, you're doing such a great job. We don't need to hire anybody else. So then you get stuck with that for a longer period of time. Um, yeah, that's trifling. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's not okay. I think where I had originally taken it was I've been on the receiving end of somebody being like, well, that's not my job. Like that pisses me off. That shit blows the fuck out of me. <laughs> because mm -hmm. if, when you're someone who's willing to help someone, regardless of what your job description says, that's where I'm coming from. However, if it's one of those things where you're consistently asked to do stuff that's outside of your job and it's one not benefiting you and you're t and two, you're expected to meet the same exact deadlines that you had doing all of the things that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Then no, that that's trifling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like if you see that somebody on your team, somebody in your program, whatever needs help, they need assistance and they're coming to you probably because you're knowledgeable about whatever's going on and like you actually have the ability to help go ahead and help that person like don't be a dick yeah please be like it's a collaborative effort <laughs> and that's great for your performance review but also just 
be a good human. <laughs> be a decent person, bro. Like you can you can help them out. It's not gonna kill you. Oh gosh. That's neither here nor there. I was just triggered and went back to a dark time before I had any support <laughs> at work. And I was just dealing with a whole bunch of black folk. My clients are black folk. I love them to pieces, but they're black folk. So <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> it's okay. This is how you take it. It's like working with your aunties and uncles and your parents 24 <laughs> seven. Oh, oh yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, I see the problem. They're I trying to convince them the to do things that make sense, and they're just like, "But I want to do this." Just like, <laughs> I don't care what you want to do. This is what you gonna do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was oh, my, my inner child screaming. Just <laughs> stress. Yeah. So those are the reasons that I thought of when it comes to knowing that it's time to quit. So for the listeners out there, if you think of additional indicators of how you know, like, yeah, it's time to go. It's time to make that next step. Like, this is a sign. Go ahead and let us know. Send in a listener letter or, you know, go into our comments on Instagram. Yeah. Just let us know what you think. We named this episode to quit or not to quit, okay? So on the other side of that, you may be considering maybe I shouldn't quit. Maybe I should stay. Or maybe I should just move somewhere else within the company. Stay internal. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Okay. So there's times when you can consider staying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. You could do that. So, like, basically trying to understand you might be rushing a little bit. Like, take a beat. Don't rush to quit. Consider doing something else instead. So, again, going back to my own personal feelings about where I am within my career. What was it? The first episode of the season I was talking about? Whatever I had going on. So I know I was feeling the need to shift and I had been saying for a while last year, kind of towards the end of 2022, I was like, yeah, I'm about to dip because they playing with me. You're not giving me what I need. I think this might be like a sign that I need to go elsewhere, go to a new company, whatever. But when I really sat back, thought about it, prayed about and all that stuff I was like okay I don't need to quit because (laughs) I'm actually very happy where I am I enjoy the work that I'm doing and even when I have those times when I don't enjoy the work that I'm doing there's opportunities for me to move around and kind of find something else to do stuff like that my main issue was that I needed a promotion Mm -hmm. I wanted a promo and they weren't giving it to me Not because of like anything that I was doing. My management and my team and, you know, all these other people made it clear like, yeah, you actually do deserve the promo. But it's just logistical issues within the company. That's just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
it's too much to explain. They just not giving me the promo yet, and it's pissing me off. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. So my solution was to basically just start applying internally and also making it clear to my manager what I need and like asking what does it actually take for me to get to the promo? What's the holdup? I should have been here a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been asking for a promo for over a year at this point. So yeah, stuff like that. So think about like what you actually need. Mm-hmm. That's like a good, that's a really good point because usually you just are focused on on how you're feeling, but not what you need to get out of something. So yeah. good point there. When you were talking, it made me think of, <clears throat> there's actually a philosophy that um, my current company has, and I actually really like it. And it's around right person, right seat. So I feel as though you could probably, you know, flip it for yourself because usually right person, right seat is the company talking to the employee, but you can look at it as like right company, right seat. So the premise is asking yourself, is this the right company for you? If the answer is yes, then you need to ask yourself, is this the right seat for you? It might've been the right seat for you when you first started, but say as you're doing some work, I'll use my marketing associate for an example, cause she's a good one. She's about to exit and no bad blood or anything. Love that girl dearly. Um, we had actually had a conversation. I was like, girl, go, the stars are aligned. <laughs> But I won't put her whole business out there. But ultimately, one of the reasons that she had articulated for wanting a change was that she liked doing the work that we do because we work with a lot of higher ed um, companies. But it's one thing to be in an office at a computer doing the work and not really seeing your impact versus being boots on the ground and feeling that impact in real time. And so... Mm -hmm. She's, if I'm not mistaken, kind of first gen. So for her, it was the education of education that got her that she's more passionate about. She's not really mm-hmm. passionate about marketing and all of the numbers and reporting and performance crap that we have to do. She's just like, I just want to give other people the opportunity to have the knowledge that I have so they can make a sound decision. So all of that to say, going back to your example, you are at the right company, but not, but but not, might not, might not be in the right seat. So that's exactly right. Definitely think about that. Um, The only other thing I thought of is I totally jumped ship at A&T to go work at a bomb and pop agency um, when I first started out because I was just so eager to have a job that was associated with my title that I completely ignored all of the red flags. So underline, underline, underscore all of what you had said about thinking about what you need Um, because... you can shift out of a good position into something that's not a healthy work environment because you didn't take the time to sit and look at all of the ways 
that you could grow where you're at already. So looking at your goals and where you're trying to go, try to see if there's anything within your position or in the company as a whole that you can take on that's going to get you closer to that. But if not, then, then yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's actually another reason to quit is, you know, a toxic or mm-hmm. unhealthy or hostile work environment. So, yeah, you talking about that just made me think of that because we you have told me about your experience at the mom and pop place and you know you've had your situation there (laughs) and I had my situation in the dark ages so we both had that experience with that hostile work environment and yeah that is a perfectly good reason to dip do -hmm. not try to stay get the heck out (laughs) It'll make you feel crazy. Gaslighting is not... (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) So, I just... I don't like being made a public... I mean, and this is in general across the board and some of my experiences that haven't been so great, but I've been gaslit. I've been used as a public example of, quote-unquote, what not to do. I've been... There's, you know, punitive things where they're trying to make an example out of you. Like, oh, you need to document everything you did wrong. So now everybody knows what not to do in the future. Like, Hmm. just not getting the support that you need after requesting it multiple times. And then it's stuff goes left and then you still get fussed at for it. Like, I just... Getting told that you're doing an amazing job and you're the best at what you do, and then when it comes back around, you're you suck. Like <laughs> so yeah. when it comes time for evaluations and all this shit, like oh you're so green and you're naive and you need to grow on this and this and this. They're just like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, I will stop there. Yeah. Hold the, hold the train because. <laughs> I was about to go down a dark rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, no, it just, listen, same. All those <laughs> things. Plus, remember, I told y'all, I told y'all back in season one, I walked in on an uh, old boy watching porn. I should have. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I should have left then, but like, I was, I was too scared to. So, yeah, just. It is okay to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The answer in that situation to quit or not to quit, quit. <laughs> Go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. The, <laughs> I think the only other thing in the whole to be or not to be, to quit or not to quit conversation is around stepping out on faith. Like, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing in terms of moving on. Like, something doesn't have to go wrong for you to want to do more with your life. So if there's a specific dream or goal or purpose that you feel like you have and you want to try out, then you just have to decide whether or not you can manage doing both. Because if the Mm -hmm. answer is no, then you might have to take that step out 
on faith and do mm-hmm. that. Most of my experiences, I've been shoved out on faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only time that I actually dedicate to my passion projects in my business. So I know what my answer is, but my living in, I'm still trying to shift if I'm having a hot open and transparent moment with you all I'm still trying to shift my mindset from living in scarcity to living in abundance um before going out on that because your mindset is like the most important thing when you're an entrepreneur because if you don't believe in yourself and what you're capable of it's not gonna happen so I just get so wrapped up in stability so that's why mm. I'm still at nine to fives instead of doing my own thing. But we're gradually moving towards working for ourselves. Yes, we are. I I love that for y'all. Because I, <laughs> I I have I have a free a few friends now actually that are doing figuring it out and or doing it like taking that step on faith step out on faith um because they basically understood that what i'm doing currently now in the typical nine to five typical corporate america or you know as jamay would call it working for the man (laughs) i'm not supposed to be doing that that was perfect You just made my day, friend. But yeah, they. Have, I'm. I'm glad I could make your day. But yeah, they have this understanding that this is not what I'm here for. I'm not supposed to be working for somebody else. I'm supposed to be in this more entrepreneurial role. I'm supposed to be leading in a different fashion. So, mm-hmm. I commend you all for taking that step to be your own boss because. That's not easy. Mm-mm. That is not easy. It could not be me. But you know, y'all let me know. Me. <laughs> I, y'all let me know when y'all got these businesses up and running so I can come work for y'all. Okay. And I yeah. like to say work with. You don't work for me, Tony. And as long as you pay me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's all, okay. Yeah. With for whatever. As long as the paycheck still hits. Mm. Let me sign in it. I'll make sure they don't bounce. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> something else that I thought about, I don't even remember how we got on that subject, but I was basically like, does Gen Z have the right idea? Because what is it? And Jamea, you can speak to this better probably because you did a little mm-hmm. bit of research on it after we talked about it, but mm-hmm. they call Gen Z like the soft generation the snowflakes Mm -hmm. and everything i guess because of how much they how much they quit (laughs) complain how much Um, they quit how much they complain stuff like that (laughs) Uh, it was a little shady that's a little shady um So I was asking, like, is it that they're soft? And I mean, yes, some of them are soft. But is it that they're soft or is it that they just don't take any bullshit? Mm-hmm. Including in the workplace. Right. They're not tolerating what generations prior to them have tolerated. Right. So. 
Because I think it started because, I mean, you guys know I'm in marketing, so I do a lot of market research, customer insights, so on and so forth. And I had just, I don't know what we were talking about where that came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're they're different. And then I know that I work with a lot of Gen Zers at A&T, you know, teaching them. And Lord, it's just, yes, I get it. Y'all are digital natives. So you can just Google everything. <laughs> and I think that the climate that each generation grew up in is just different. So think of your parents. Well, my parents are baby boomers. Some of y'all parents are probably Gen Xers. <laughs> um, but they, especially if they black folk, they're just like head down. You need to work like a dog because you got to work twice yeah. as hard, get half as much, so on and so forth. So being a millennial who was raised by baby boomers, it's like, no, they've put in my mind that work is supposed to be hard. So if I'm not stressed out at work, if I'm not working overtime, eight, like nine, 10 hour days, I'm not doing it right. And I'm lazy. And we, we as black people cannot present as lazy. So <laughs> we just need to bust our ass and be the best person in the room at all times. Cause we're constantly having to prove mm-hmm. ourselves. So <clears throat> with my younger generation, they or my students, I should say, I see that one, they don't, and I'm specifically talking about this one group that I work with, y'all might be different, but they don't really claim their identity, like their Black identity, number one. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Like they don't, they don't claim it in the way that we do where it's like, we're claiming the oppression that comes with being Black. They're just like, nah, I'm Black, like, oh, that doesn't (laughs) mean I have to do anything more or less than anybody else. So Mm. there's that. And then they're also just kind of like, my sister likes to call them the participation trophy generation. (laughs) Because, Mm. I mean, I kind of, not kind of, but like 88% agree with that. Like, there was actual competition, I feel as though, when we were growing up, whereas now everybody cares about everybody's feelings, which is weird. And they're just like, no, everybody has to feel like they were included. Like, Florida's getting rid of freaking history because it makes white people sad. That doesn't make sense. But, okay. So, to your point, when it comes to quitting, not quitting, and if they have the right idea... I know it's like full circle (laughs) or not. I feel like there's probably a fine line between entitlement and Mm. not wanting to work hard because you're used to just getting what people give and getting the answers because all you have to do is Google shit. Whereas before we had to use like encyclopedias and stuff Um, (laughs) versus no, I believe in my values and I'm trying to find companies that also believe in my values and in me as a person rather than just seeing me as a cog and machine that they can use to their advantage. Ted talk over. (laughs) I'm trying to... (laughs) 
I know there was you a said lot a there. lot, so I'm trying to like sift through everything you said. I was stuck on the Florida thing because I don't know if that's the best example. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't think that's Gen Z. I think that's actually like Gen X, maybe baby boomers. Oh and yeah, totally white people. Yes, like, it's, it's that's people. just racism. That's just. It's just racism. <laughs> For sure. But they were like leaning into the fact that their kids were coming home and sad that they, I mean, it was definitely an overcorrection, but they were just sad that their ancestors weren't, didn't have the best ideologies. So not you being mad that your white children have a conscience now. <laughs> That's the problem. That, you need to, Get your okay, priorities in okay. order. But, but wait, Tony, because think about it this way. And I'm pretty sure you had a similar childhood. But when I was growing up, and that makes me feel sound so old, my mom would walk into the school anytime I started a new school or new grade. And she would tell the teacher, whoever's dealing with me, like, if she acts up, you let me know and I'm going to come beat her ass. You know, but more professionally. Or you have permission to beat yes. her ass. <laughs> now, you can't raise your voice at children without their parent coming and being like, the fuck you got going on? Like, how could you do this to my child? This is my child. So it's the different styles of parenting that I feel like are also that getting is true. <laughs> put is in true. there. So that's why they're like, I'm not taking this shit because my my mama said I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, parenting styles have evolved. <laughs> that's a word. In, in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to have to do an episode on that too because what even is gentle parenting? Mm. It's a thing. Yeah, well, I was about to say yeah. I watched like a whole show on that, but we don't have to go down yeah. that rabbit hole today. Yeah. I just see like so many different interpretations. Oh, for sure. Of that. So I like legit get confused sometimes. Be like, no, like, for real. Like, what is what is gentle parenting? Because I don't understand. <laughs> go watch the parent test. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, no, you told me about that show. I do need mm -hmm. to go watch it. Um, okay, so you pulled up a stat about mm -hmm. Gen Z and millennials and how much they quit. Mm -hmm. You found an article too. So talk to me about that article. Okay, so it's not just Gen Z. It's us too. <laughs> millennials, millennials ain't this shit either. I feel like we're in this balance. Um, but ultimately... The article was just talking about dissatisfaction um, and how our generations are leading the whole big quit, the great resignation. And I know that that was probably due in part to the pandemic and the notions yeah. that came out of that. And I know that that article was from the beginning of this year because it kind of bled into this year as well. Um it might be slowing down because companies are kind of sick of our shit, but I still- yeah. Hella layoffs. Yeah, girl. <laughs> but I think that at least amongst my friend groups and just my 
community, age groups, whatever, people are still in this space where they don't want to be working. I think that it's not a generational thing there, but it's Mm -hmm. more so what the pandemic spotlighted for us. Like, no, this is possible. You don't have to go to an office. You can do what you want. You can like maintain this work-life balance. You can have the time to do the things that you want to do. And having that taste of freedom and autonomy, that accessibility that rich folk have (laughs) to do whatever they want. It's just like, well, shit, why why am I taking this crap from this company that I don't like anyway just because it's paying my bills? They're not even paying me enough money in the first place. So I think that a lot of us were just like, no, it's time to stop settling for less. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, (laughs) Millennials and Gen Z definitely have a lot more in common than I guess what we like to think in terms of how we navigate our career. And, you know, I think that goes back to what you were saying about how the pandemic affected all of us. So in a whole post pandemic society, and even throughout the pandemic, our priorities have changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to what I was saying earlier about that work-life balance, we (laughs) value that work-life balance. (laughs) I just want my life. (laughs) Right. And if we, we see what we're able to have, like we see that it can be a reality for you to work, to do something that you enjoy, um, to do something that pays well and still, you know, have a life outside of that. Mm hmm. So why would they, why would people stay somewhere where that's not attainable? Mm -hmm. They're going to go to where that's attainable because we, like, we understand that it can happen Mm -hmm. and we're going to make it happen. So we we just job hopping at this point now and it's totally fine. I hope you guys know that it's not as taboo as it was in the past to job hop. You do not have to be at a job for 40 plus years like your parents. (laughs) Yeah, no, like it's. That's that's definitely the norm now, at least, again, for millennials and Gen Z. Uh, so every, I, I did some research too, and it looked like every two and a half years mm. seems to be the average for when people job pop. And even like just talking to HR at my company when I was applying for internal positions and um, like talking to talking to one of the HR reps for one of the positions that I applied for she was asking me why I wanted to change positions within the company and stuff like that so we were going through that and she was telling me that it's normal for people to want to job hop like after a certain amount of time because I had been in my current position for 3 years mm. so that's that's kind of one of the reasons too why I was feeling the shift it's been it's been a while for me in this same position so I started getting the itch, like, okay, I need to do something different. This starting to get a little redundant. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, her as an older woman and as an HR rep, she's like, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. That's understandable. After two years, you kind of should want to do something different. So. Yeah, because then you just don't want to get, like, what is it, irrelevant or insignificant? I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but 
more research that I'm aware of. I know that companies have begun to actually find that as not an attractive trait because that means you have more experiences. That means you have a better understanding of whatever they're probably trying to hire you for because, yes, this one person might have had the job for 10 years, but if you went five places and have 10 years of experience at five different places, then you, in a sense, know more than the person that was just at one place because you've dealt with so many different people and how they do things. Right. Diversity in your experience and Mm -hmm. in your skill set looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also probably helps that we are the most educated generations. (laughs) As these new generations keep coming, the more and more educated they become. So they like the more freedom that they have to do different things, the more that they want to explore, the more that they have the ability to explore. Mm -hmm. So that in combination with the fact that management culture is also changing. So it used to be that careers were more management focused in terms of like the mindset was that employees should just be happy that they, they have something to do. Like they should be happy that they have work. Like, they should be grateful for that. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. well, no, you as a manager should be grateful that you got this employee. That you have somebody to hire. You should be grateful that you have people applying. So, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because then you wouldn't have any work. Okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But y'all are better than me. That stat, that two and a half years, y'all got six months to a year with me. Um, I get bored. So... My attention span is that of a small rodent. So you have to keep me oh, entertained small. if you want me to. <laughs> like I go full sin on everything, but I can't do like redundancy or monotony. It's, it ain't for me. That's why the, the bank, it it didn't work. Like, and they had, but they were smart because they started giving me different things. I also sought out different opportunities, but because they saw that they started to just actively or proactively give me different things to do, which is the only reason Mm -hmm. why I stayed there for three years. So, but when we got to the pandemic and the only thing I was still there for was because we were doing one week on one week off, but Mm -hmm. girl, the weeks on and all I was doing was transactions I wanted to shoot myself in the face every day. It, it was terrible. Yeah. That's having the same car, like y'all eight hours a day, like, hello, how are you? What can I help you with? You want that in checking? You need that back in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That does not sound fun. That does not sound fun. So. Basically, all that to say, I believe Gen Z does have the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> not always. Yeah, not it. Uh, yeah. It's a very big generalization, but y'all get the gist. Job mm-hmm. hop if you want. Job, job hop if you want, because honestly, mm-hmm. you should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about how to adults, mm-hmm. how to quit, or, you know, how not to quit, how to how to move forward, how to take that next step. Mm 
whether it be quitting or just making a shift where you already are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to start or you want me to start? I, I can I can go because that Gen Z thing is still sitting on my spirit because I'm trying <laughs> to delineate the, between the two. And I think what I mean by the fact that it's not all of them is I've seen a lot of folks, and I guess it's some millennials too, that come in and after a few months of doing the same thing, they're like, oh yeah, give me a raise. Like I deserve a raise now. And it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's not yeah, normal. That's not how this works. So <laughs> when it comes to how to adult on that, I guess my first point is to be realistic So Mm -hmm. you're not going to be somewhere for a short period of time and see all of this accelerated growth unless you're in an industry that calls for that or you're in a company that is in an accelerated growth period and they need you to do those things. Those are pretty, I don't want to say rare offers, um, but I feel as though, what do you think, Tony? Like, you usually at a job, we can, you guys can fact check us, but like what, two, three years before you get a promotion or get considered for a promotion? Uh, it, mm, that's kind of a hard question. Cause I feel like it really depends on your industry, but mm. yeah, let's, let's say. At, yeah. Two to three years on average. Mm-hmm. Y'all go Google like at least that. two, at least two. <laughs> right. Y'all go Google that, but I know for yeah. a fact it's not three months into a job. So yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> like if you're performing like exceptionally, then maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And you can get like a raise months, without getting no. a promotion. Like that. That's what I mean. So yeah. definitely be realistic. Uh, the next one I had was finding balance. I know I had said it at the top. But making sure that if there is something else that you want to do, that your company does not service or, you know, can help you with. If it's not something that you can do outside of your company, then, excuse me, if it is something you could do outside of your company, you have to figure out if you can manage working a nine to five and doing that thing at the same time. If not, that's probably another indicator that you should start looking for another role. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see here. <laughs> Sorry, I just read my note. Um, so first things first, because I often get this confused. So all of my people who love to make connections with their co-workers. Tony calls me weird for that all the time, but I have friends that are co-workers. I don't call you. We talk about relationships a lot, but remember that your relationship is with your co-workers and not with the company. And I know that sounds weird. So when we're talking about relationships not being transactional, the one, the connection that you have with your company is transactional. So if it's not serving you anymore, if it's not getting you closer to what and where you want to be yes start to find those roles that actually speak to that those activities those ERGs whatever the case may be and then 
Another key point that I often do is when I'm done with a job, I check out mentally. I do what Tony calls quiet quitting. And in my brain, once I found... (laughs) The internet called it that. I think TikTok called it that. I don't know. Well, y'all labeled me as... Gen Z called it that, probably. (laughs) Y'all don't know. Well, I, I, it's like a loud whisper that that's what I do. I I loud whisper quit and I just find a job that I feel like is perfect in my brain. I'm like, okay, I'm already working there because I live in the future and I'll start treating all of the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, like offboarding. I start trying to teach everybody how to do my job or, you know, like phasing things out, doing less work, deprioritizing or feeling that sense of urgency to get things done. And um, yeah, if you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, because there's been several times where it didn't work out and I was still there. And I'm like, uh, oh, no. Yeah. That next opportunity is not guaranteed, y'all. So until you get an offer letter, keep working. <laughs> yep. Yup. I'm yep. so sad. Ah. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I want to like give my situation as an example or not. <laughs> I guess I might as well. Because I don't... I think... Actually, yeah. Because I think the last time... <laughs> Ah, the last time I told y'all about what was going on in my career, I was saying um, that I expect an offer to come. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, within the next few months, you know, I'm hoping I'll have an offer and I'll let y'all know. Da, 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 da. So I was low key checking out too, just from the work that I was doing and like the team I was on, stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I was expecting to get an offer from this other internal position that I applied for that would basically come with the promo that I wanted. And I was supposed to get it. The offer was coming. I know it was coming. Cause I got, I got people on the inside. Oh no. I know from the manager and HR and all that stuff, they were preparing the offer. And then my company went through a reorg. So they got rid of the position. Oh my God, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Bless you, Tony. After that moment, I was really ready to go. I was like, oh no. Oh no, I'm actually going to quit. But God was like, "Uh calm down. (laughs) Calm down, chill out. But they lied to you. They, I mean, they didn't intentionally lie to you, but they lied to you. I was just delusional because I knew I had that job. See, here's the thing. They didn't lie because they, we all found out about the reorg at the same time. Dang. Dang. Okay. My manager found out about the the reorg, I think, three hours before I did. So all the managers, they Mm -hmm. found out about it. They had whatever all hands call to talk about it. And then there was another. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad. Oh, Tony. Yeah. So for a while, I just didn't hear from them because nobody knew how the reorg was going to affect everybody. 
And so they were just telling me, um, yeah, we're still trying to figure out because this reorg messed up everything. And I'm like, you know what? I can't even be mad at y'all. I'm mad. I can't be mad at y'all. It's not your fault. <laughs> I don't know whose fault. CEO or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. It just was. But anyway, I, I'm just reiterating Jamae's point. Don't don't yeah. quiet quit. Listen to Jamae. Do what she said. It was a silver lining, though, for you because it was an indicator that you did need to stay and not leave because another role was ready for you elsewhere in the company. Yay. Okay. We, we listen, another reason why I'm on this fast, we are, we are listening mm. to see what God is saying to me, to see what he has in store for me. I'm just mm. trying to be obedient. But I need him to tell me something. Amen. Okay. <laughs> huh. All right. Let me see. What do I have? What do I have on how to quit or to take the next step, how to stay, whatever you want to call it. Um, so definitely apply for other positions if you feel the need to, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to take said position outside of wherever you're working at. What you can do is use any other offers that you get as leverage for where you currently are to either get a pay bump, to get a raise, to do different work than what you're currently doing, to get a promo, to get better benefits, Things like that. There's many ways that you can use another offer as leverage to help you stay where you're currently at. So just something to keep in mind. Okay, if you do decide, you know, I does this, I does this. <laughs> if you choose to leave, if you choose to quit, do your best not to burn bridges. I know that's easier said than done, but just keep those professional relationships and those networks that you've created while you were still at said company in mind because mm-hmm. they can always help you in the future or maybe you can help those people in the future you oh. never know so do Take not recommendation letters the, okay <laughs> like those relationships are important so just value those and don't don't burn bridges unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, something else that you can do, uh, which might just need to be a step to take before you consider quitting or anything like that, be honest with your <laughs> manager or whoever it is that you report to about what your needs are, what you're looking for, what you're trying to do in your position, Um what you want to do that you're not able to do, like whatever your needs are, whatever your roadblocks or hindrances are, make sure you're communicating that. Mm-hmm. Because if there's a problem and there's an opportunity to fix the problem, then your manager should know about it. Hello. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, but yeah, closed mouths don't get fed, so you can't, exactly. you can't be mad that they're treating you funky, but you're not telling them that they're treating you funky. Yeah, I, and this is working under the assumption that you know you have a decent manager. Like you, oh, yeah. if you have a manager that just ain't shit, then you know, go do what somewhere. you need to do. You could also yeah. go to your manager's manager. Right. That's 
also. Yeah. There's other people Evalu- that can help. <laughs> right. Evaluate the management chain, evaluate the org chart, and talk to whoever you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not even your manager. Maybe there's a mentor that you can go talk to. It just communicate. Mm-hmm. I think Don't timing move. is important, though, though Tony. Because if you got nine toes out the door, then sometimes telling them your needs is just raising a red flag, especially if you don't have something lined up and then just shit is weird. <laughs> so, did well, you- I mean, yeah, just I'm saying this, this is why I said take this step before you consider quitting. Because mm-hmm. if okay. you're not until at the door, you've been considered quitting. Fair, fair. So I know this is like a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's a good question. When do you think that you should inform your job that you are no longer going to be working there or desire to work there? (laughs) When you get that offer letter from the other company? Fair. Well, you did mention leveraging it as a tool. So I guess that's still you getting the offer letter. Yeah. But I'm yeah. If you, I mean, if you're just going to quit no matter what, then, you know, then yeah, go in and put in your two weeks notice when you have secured your next thing. Mm-hmm. What's secure? Go ahead and do what you want. That's all. That's, that's for when you know, for sure you leave and you ain't coming back. Okay. I just, I guess I'm, I'm too relational. I always feel like I'm wasting somebody's time, you know, like if I'm applying to jobs and I get the job, for example, and then my current employer gives me a better deal or whatever, I might stay there. But then I just feel like I wasted that other person's time because they chose me versus my current employer. I had to go somewhere else for you to value me. situation weren't you just talking in our last segment about basically how you're how you're not irreplaceable like how you are replaceable at any company i know but i just they chose you and they can choose somebody else (sighs) you're right that was for me but hopefully here's somebody else (laughs) here's an early cheat code fuck that job oh my god both of them, the current one and the new one. Ciao. <laughs> all of the jobs. I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. I'm trying to gather my thoughts. Because I want to make sure that I am actually being helpful. But, I mean, I guess it goes back to communication. You, you get an offer. And you're trying to weigh your options, figure out if you want to leave or if you want to stay. So you let your company know that you got an offer. You want to see what they're trying to do. And then you can let the people who gave you offer know as well, like, thank you for your offer. Um, I need some time to consider it because I have my current company to think about. I have other offers coming in as well. You might be able to use that, like... Okay, negotiating. Gathering okay. my thoughts. Okay. No, no, no. I'm gathering my thoughts. Because <laughs> you might be able, you can use the offer from company A, which is the new company. 
mm-hmm. for company O, original company. You can use company's A offer to leverage company O's offer. And then if they match that, you can go back to company A and said, hey, this is what company O is doing. They want to match what you're giving me. Is there anything else you can do? Just make it a little bidding war. I don't know. But either way, communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here that's, for it. That's, that's just my opinion, though. That's my opinion. No, I think that's good advice. The only thing I would add the extra seasoning on top is make sure you're considering the offer holistically. So yes, your original company might match them, but do you really want to stay at your original company? Like, or do you really want to go to your new company? Which one is the better, the safer bet for you? The one that has more opportunity? Cause it's not just about benefits and <laughs> money. And Right. It's about everything that we have discussed in this episode thus far are you going to be doing the things that you want to do are you going to have a work-life balance are you going to be able to meet your goals at wherever Mm -hmm. you end up all things to consider mic drop okay my favorite part is coming okay yeah so i think yeah i think that's all um all the notes that i had on how to adult so let's go ahead and get into this listener letter so We have a listener letter from Kristen T. Hey, girl, hey. And she said, if you have ever hit a plateau in finding motivation in your career, how did you overcome it? What advice would you give to a person that is not trying to live to work? I told y'all, you're not living to work, okay? But also wants to find at least a modicum of fulfillment in the world that corporate life can bring without taking a pay cut because we love the lifestyle that has been developed over here. Mm. Period. Mm. Oh, Tony. Jamee, you got it, girl. I, (laughs) the only thing that bothered me about your letter, Kristen, was the fact (laughs) that you're out here blatantly saying that you're at least trying to find a small little taste of fulfillment. Nah, girl, you need all of the fulfillment. Make sure your cup is completely full. It should be overflowing. You should not be settling for less. So I am maybe the wrong person to ask about that, but this is literally what my small business is built around, is helping people get make a living out of what they are most passionate about. And whether that's within the confines of an established corporation or their own venture, you, I don't care. It just needs to be that thing. So if you're unfulfilled and it's not satisfying you, then it just sounds like you have the criteria that you need to figure out what your next step or move is. So you put at the end, like, girl, you already got the answer in here. Like, I'm looking at this. <laughs> you put at the end that you have a certain pay range that you need to be in because you're trying to maintain a specific lifestyle. So that's criteria number one. You are feeling like you're hitting a plateau. So that means or tells me 
that there's something specific that you're looking for or you're bored. Like you're either looking for more growth opportunities, which is understandable. So what are they? Because that means that's more criteria or you just don't enjoy what you're doing anymore. So clearly you don't want to do that thing. So that's another criteria. So you're starting to build out like your must-haves, your nice-to-haves and your non-negotiables. Like I don't want this. So my advice, I guess, is to just kind of sit down and ask yourself what you want and then start looking for something that satisfies those things. And fuck that job. <laughs> Man, fuck that job. Fuck them kids and fuck you too. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. Child. I might cut that out. No, I'm not. I'm not cutting that out. Anyway. <laughs> um, I think Jamee hit the nail on the head. There's not, there's really not too much to add to that. Cause that was, that's pretty much the same thing I was going to say. I think the only thing I would add, because again, the whole, <laughs> that last sentence, <laughs> that got me too. She said, wants to find at least a modicum of fulfillment in the world that corporate life can bring. Mm. And reading that, I'm just like, well, Cringe. maybe if this is how you're feeling, because that is a strong statement. Mm-hmm. In corporate life may no longer be for you. This is a double negative. <laughs> in my brain <laughs> yeah because you you're you're telling us that that you get nothing that, that's how i'm reading it that you mm-hmm. get nothing from being in corporate life ex- outside of the nice salary mm-hmm. then you can also get a nice salary it just might you just have to do more work to get it in that sense but if it's something that you're truly passionate about it's not going to feel like work and I get it corporate sometimes there's like all of these freaking cookie cutters out here in terms of jobs and you're never going to fit perfectly in the cookie cutter or if you're due like kudos to you I don't know how you found that but I've been at this I guess officially since 2015, and I know that might not be a long time, but eight years of not being able to find anything that like remotely gets close to what I want to do or just who I want to be and like checks all of the boxes of my multi-hyphenate personality, it just, it doesn't Mm -hmm. exist. So I'm either like, here's your options. You either find multiple things to do simultaneously multiple part-time jobs contracts whatever the case may be or you do one thing and that's starting whatever you're going to start that's going to sustain you so again just going back to what the original advice that Jamae was saying earlier basically sit down and evaluate what you want what you need figure out what that what that life looks like for you and whether or not it's necessary for it to be a corporate life. Mm, that's so scary to say. Yeah. <sighs> if it is necessary for it to be a corporate life, then it's time for you to make some changes within the corporate world and probably just go to a different position. Um, mm-hmm. 
maybe explore some different career opportunities than what you've previously been focused on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're gonna you're just gonna have to step outside your comfort zone. I was gonna say a little bit, but a lot of bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. sometimes you don't even gotta do the work. I forgot about passive income, y'all. And then there's the lottery. So Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you for that, Janae. So hope this advice helps. Write us back. Let us know if it was helpful. Um, let us know. I don't know if you if you end up figuring out what you want to do or how to move forward because we would really love to get an update on that. Because mm-hmm, I know what you got going on, Kristen. Y'all about to say. <laughs> I'm about to say because we we know Kristen. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> might have to talk about that offline. But huh? yes, please update us, Kristen, because we we want to see you win, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get into the cheat codes now. Let's wrap this thing all up. What cheat codes do you have for the people, Jamee? Well, I mean, we kind of covered it in Kristen's letter now that I'm looking at it. But (laughs) as you are trying to, you know, it doesn't hurt to put the little exclamation point at the end. So (laughs) when you're trying to determine whether or not to quit, ask yourself if the role is serving you anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And if it is great, then there might be something there. If it's not, then I guess the next question is, is there anything at that job that's serving you anymore or that you can take on that's going to serve you? If not, then, you know, you have your answer. Yeah, there it is. Love that. Okay. Tony, Tony, what you got? Besides fuck Um, fuck that job. (laughs) I mean, all of you should already know this, but just in case you don't, the best time to look for a job is when you already have one. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because looking for a job is a job. Yes, it is, honey. It is so much work. And it just makes life so much easier when you're already employed, when you already have experience and are doing the things that other people, other employers are work, looking for. Mm-hmm. They want to see desperate. You <laughs> just go ahead and put it out there. You don't look desperate. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you don't look desperate. But also, when you put it out there, like I'm thinking about LinkedIn. When you put it out there that you're open to work, people are more likely to seek you out when they mm-hmm. see what you're currently doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just go go ahead. That's like the one thing that I got from my baby boomer parents that has not changed. So, good job, Lucille yeah. and James. Okay. And also, you don't, y'all see, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Y'all see all the layoffs that have been happening in the in the tech world. So oh, yes. You, you don't want to wait until you are out of a job to start looking for a job and have no income. That, uh, <sighs> Would not that is, on anybody. Look, okay, I did one more cheat code <clears throat> because of that. Make sure your career, I know I'm saying this and I don't do it, but make sure your career materials are always up to date. So as soon as you do something new, just go ahead and periodically update that thing because if you do not and a role presents itself that you really want and you don't have that shit ready, 
you are risking losing out on that opportunity because every day that you have to work on whatever you're working on to get it ready is another day that 10 other people have submitted an application or are getting an interview or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Stay competitive or stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. That's the phrase. (laughs) Stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. That's a cheat code. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There it is. There it is. All right. I think that's all we got. That was wonderful. This was I mean, I'm patting myself on the back, but I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you all did too. <laughs> Cause I didn't I didn't I didn't blow nobody's spot up. I didn't I I behaved and I guess that's why I'm a little proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. And us. I'm proud of you too. I, we yes. get some good we drop some gems, y'all. If you don't get a freaking job off of this, then you suck. Uh, <laughs> she said it, not me, child. <laughs> I'm feeling confident today. Maybe cocky. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on mm-hmm. Apple. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere else, too. Follow us on Instagram at Occasional Adult Pod, and you can submit a listener letter or become a donating supporter mm-hmm. by visiting our link tree, which is in our Instagram bio. So yes. we'll talk Help to y'all with later. That passive income. Mm-hmm. That uh-huh. <laughs> okay, because we are not trying to live to work. Period.